Hello, everybody. Brexit has been a very important part of European history in the past decades, I would say. Of course, as you all know, the British, or rather the English to be more precise, argue that they have never had much to do with us on the continent anyway, sitting there apart on their island. And, you know, I've been thinking about that and uh, I suppose, yes, they're right. But then again, the Romans, you know, who came from south, the south of Europe, of course, occupied the island for 400, half of the island, for 400 years. And they mixed with the Celts who had been there before. And the Celts, come to think of it, lived half across Europe. So, well, but anyway, that is just so long ago. You might as well argue with the Neanderthals. Then after the Romans, when they just disappeared, came the Angles, Saxons and Jutes, Germanic tribes. And they mixed with a mixture, you're still with me, are you? And they mixed with a mixture of Romans and Celts. That, because there were Germanic tribes, is, by the way, why there is so obvious a connection between the German and the English language. But psst, should you have English friends, you better not tell them. Okay. Next came the Vikings, from which is now Scandinavia. Oh, and you know, that is a very interesting story too, because you mean the Vikings, they're famous for making war, aren't they? But archaeologists found out <laughs> they didn't come to make war, they came to make love instead to the mixture of Romans, Celts, and the Germanic tribes. Hmm? Then, ah yes, of course, the connection to the French is still slighter. I mean, famously, William the Conqueror came in 1066 to occupy the island so that the English aristocracy learned French. And for hundreds of years to follow, half of France belonged to the English crown, which is why there is so obvious a connection between the French and the English language. But again, don't tell anybody. By the way, did you know that quite a few English kings married princesses from half across Europe? Over the hundreds of years to follow, of course. Now, if you imagine the map of Europe, okay, uh, England up here, and the kings married, in the centuries to follow, married princesses from France, Spain, Portugal, Austria, Italy, Germany, and Denmark. Guess where Charles II, the future, that's why I hesitate, the future Charles II fled to when his friendly countrymen had beheaded his father, the continent, of course, where else would he have gone? 
Netherlands and Paris, of course, where he lived it up. That was in the 17th century. Not long after that, the English Parliament, after the Glorious Revolution, called for somebody to take on the English throne. And they called William of Orange a Dutchman. And when, not long after that, in the early 18th century, they was, there was no heir to the English throne, who did they call for this time? A German Duke of Hanover. Roughly a hundred years later, in the 19th, Queen Victoria was, of course, famously married to Prince Albert, a German prince again. And it was under, oh, that's an interesting story too. Did you know that Albert and Victoria had nine surviving children whom they made, married half across Europe, which is why, and I'm not making this up, why Queen Victoria was nicknamed the grandmother of <laughs> the grandmother of Europe. Nice story that is that. It was under Victoria's reign too in 1875 that a first person ever swam across the channel, proving thereby that the continent the continent was indeed shockingly, frightfully close. When in the 18th and 19th century, the English aristocracy went on what they called the Grand Tour in order to educate themselves. Well, where do we Europeans go to if we want to educate ourselves? Italy, of course. Shortly after that, Wellington, again famously, said when he was fighting Napoleon at Waterloo in Belgium, I wish it were night, or, or the Prussians were coming, which in fact the Prussians did and probably changed history by that. Roughly at the same time, the great Romantic poet Shelley drowned in the Mediterranean, living in Italy. And his great friend Lord Byron died in, Greek, in Greece, where he had gone to help the Greek in their war of independence. And a hundred years later, a nephew of Virginia Woolf's died in another war, the Civil Spanish War, and that's where he died in Spain. Now we're in the 20th century. The 20th century, of course, was the century of two devastating world wars in which British Tommies fought the Germans alongside, among others, alongside of French soldiers, Dutch soldiers, Belgian soldiers. And to end the story of the non-relationship between the English and us on the continent. A story, a true story that happened to me not long ago in Canada. I was at a party in Canada and there I met a young woman who told me 
that her grandmother was English and that she often visited that grandmother in England. A little later, when she realized that I wasn't English, as she had presumed, but German, she said, Oh, I'm sorry. I've never been to Europe. The rest was obviously a disconcerted silence on my side. Bye.